The following is a presentation of the Pro Wrestling Report, TV and radio. Informative, entertaining, and real since 1998. Drive off happens at the wrong point. 
Right. I mean, you know, he tries off with his leg in there. I I just, I did not think that was a necessary spot. You know what? Go ahead and bash the window in with a a sledgehammer or something, or a hammer, or, you know, something like that, where you're not connected to the moving vehicle. Well, let me tell you this. I mean, we really bookended the show tonight with dangerous DDP spots. If you thought that was dangerous, I can't wait till uh, we get to the finish of the show. Yeah, that's right. So, um, super dangerous. Uh, didn't really particularly like the danger that they put themselves into for this spot, but it made for great TV because everybody's okay. And with Mike Tanay starting off at the announce booth, by the way, uh, we mentioned it a little bit when we were opening up here. How excited was Tony Schiavone? You could hear him caring in his opening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a sold-out Boston Arena. 22,000 people here. <laughs> Whoa, Tony. Yeah. Relax. I mean, I, I'm excited too. I mean, but bro, <laughs> calm yeah. down. Did you? I mean, did you not catch that right away? That Shivani was yeah, just off the chain. He was wound up. <laughs> he was definitely wound up. I'm Tony Shivani, and I'm on sugar. <laughs> you know, and here's the thing. You know, let's not neglect the fact that they are up north. They're in WWF country, so this is. You know, not quite the backyard of the WWF, but it's it's that region, and I think they really brought it tonight because they were in a big market, and they were, uh, you know, trying to say, okay, we're not just a small regional southern wrestling promotion. We're trying to get up here and uh, make our presence known up north. Well, the show opens up with a hot Lucha Libre, Lucha Door match. That's what today is at the announce table for. It's six wrestler now. <laughs> I, I get they're playing that to Larry, maybe from another generation, but uh, him going, I, I I figured out the rules. There are no rules. Frumpy old man, get off my lawn. Uh, Mike Tanay explaining to us exactly what the rules are in your standard six-man tag, which is a staple of Mexican luchador wrestling, that if a man goes to the ground, another person can just walk right in the ring. Matthew, did you keep up with all of that? And all six competitors in the ring and the debuting Silver King. Yeah, they they acknowledged it, um, but I it, it really didn't come into play that much. I mean, it was just a it was a spectacle uh, a spectacle to to behold. And I just want to you know throw this out there. I mean, there's a stark contrast. WWF in the last year has done have done similar things with their promotion with AAA, and we've got you know several mixed six man tag matches from WWF, and they just honestly they seem to fall flat every time. I mean, this is the way you kick off a show. This is how you make people interested in a six-man luchador uh, cruiserweight matchup. Absolutely. Mean Gene. Uh, mean Gene got a pop. You know you're in for a hell of a show tonight when they said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. And there's Mean Gene, and the crowd exploded for Mean Gene at the entrance. I mean, did you not catch that, too? Dude, they popped for Mean Gene Orkland. I love you people in Boston. Well, any, anybody in their right mind would pop for Mean Gene. <laughs> Holy balls. So uh, the winners of the match uh, were Ultimo Dragon, Juventud Guerrero, and Super Calo defeating Silver King. Psychosis going off, or excuse me, La Parca going off at the end on Super Calo uh, with the wooden chair shots. But anyways, Mean Gene interviewing Lex Luger, and he said that uh, he just talked to the Giant. Giant's over in Germany. Again, I don't know why these guys are always somewhere else. Never at work, but they're always somewhere else. Um, he says that uh, he signed his name to the tag team match, and he's going to be wrestling with the Giant against Hogan and Rodman. So, 
Bash at the Beach, Hogan and Rodman do have competitors, and it's going to be Lex Luger and the Giants. That's their main event for Bash at the Beach. Your thoughts? My problem here is it's just it's tough to suspend disbelief. We've got to imagine that Rodman's going to hold his own against one of these two guys, Luger or or uh, the Giant. You know, as much as I don't enjoy the Kevin Green's participation in WCW, if you're going to do something like this, to me it makes it a little bit more believable to have Rodman going up with another athlete or somebody more of his caliber. This is where I have a problem with this match. So Rodman, Dennis got, Wright? Or uh, Alex Wright, <laughs> that would be the match. Uh, you know, Rodman, uh, Rodman, you know, put him in there against another basketball player. Put him in there Rodman against another and prolific re- rebounder. There you go. Maybe Rodman and Ming. He's been known to, known, to, known to shoot some hoops. But, yeah, it's just, again, we're going to go into this, and Rodman's going to be one-on-one in the ring with either Lex Luger or the Giant. And he's going to, we're going to have to believe that he's not going to get absolutely slaughtered. Okay, well, um, there was also talk that uh, Luger had mentioned that the WCW Championship Committee had talked to him, and he said that he gets a match against Hulk Hogan tonight because the WCW officials decided that needed to happen. Well, thank you, WCW Championship Committee, and thank you for making it a title match. You know how WCW is, though. They'll make it a non-title match later in the commentary because somebody goofed up the interview. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, earlier today, Mike Tanay, uh standing outside waiting for the limo of Hot Rod and Ric Flair. Again, this just seemed like an A show. You know how WCW yeah. over the last year has brought out A show and then B show and they don't interact? This was definitely A show. Um, Piper and uh, Flair cut classic promos. And you could tell Piper's stuff was all scripted. A little Jurassic Park Lost World where T-Rex is. Yeah, woo, 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 woo. Okay. Needed to happen, and I was okay with that. Uh, Alex Wright defeats Chris Jericho with the roll-up. Your thoughts? You know, I really like this Alex Wright heel, and he's not as over-the-top dastardly heel. He's just doing what he was doing already, except he's throwing in a pelvic thrust in there. That's really the only difference between face Alex Wright and heel Alex Wright. Same dance move. Heel Alex Wright has a pelvic thrust. But this is the second week we've seen Heel Alex Wright, and again, that's been my grievance with WCW, is they'll you know, run an angle and then skip it for two or three weeks, and then you forget what the person's even doing. Second week in a row we've seen Heel Alex Wright, and I really, really think they've made the right move. Oh, hey now, that's one the kind, the right move. You got the right stuff. It's time for the final countdown. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, and let, back me go, let me go back to, to Jericho, to Jericho too. I mean, I think this guy's got a lot of talent, but they need something a little bit different for him. He's this guy that comes out there, runs around, high fives people, jumps into the crowd, and and says, uh, "Come on, baby," come on, baby. or something like that. And that's pretty much all he's got. I mean, in the ring, this guy's a talent. He just he seems to have tremendous potential, but I don't know why I'm supposed to care about him. Um, well, he was just in Japan yesterday, so that's why he, oh, yeah, he, was. he was in Japan. The big show was in Germany. Chris Jericho was in Japan. Uh, here comes me and Gene to interview, interview the uh, Steiner brothers. Now, uh, Rick doesn't know why they have to keep going through the same stuff because they beat the NWO. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, I think Rick Steiner, I mean, I know what he's doing. I know that he's supposed to be the you know, dog-faced gremlin, but he just looks confused. Like, am I supposed to be here? Where where's catering? 
And then Scotty Steiner, um, there's not a ton to it. I mean, he yells. Those guys do a lot of yelling. But uh, a little Donnybrook ensues when uh, the Harlem Heat comes down and says, I'll tell you what, suckers, we was the five-time champs. And then they go at it. So uh, no idea who their real number one contenders are for the Outsiders. But, uh, you know, the Outsiders already have a match, apparently, this Sunday against Flair and Piper. Matthew, your thoughts on this whole thing here? You know, I don't mind it, but they are really playing a long game. If you caught this, they, the winner of this match at the pay-per-view, is going to get the tag team champions at Hog Wild or Road Wild or whatever it's called now. So you're not you're booking for two pay-per-views away. We've got the Great American Bash coming up. We've got Bash at the Beach, which never dawned on me, but it gets kind of confusing having two bashes in sequential month because they'll shorten it to the bash. But you're talking about Great American Bash. You're talking about Bash at the Beach because they both have bash in the names. Very and didn't last year's Great American uh, Bash have a like a, a summer outside beach feel? I pr- I so think what is so. Bash I at the Beach so. supposed to be then? It's even more beachier. <laughs> Bash at the Beach, ten times more beachier. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, okay, they did a really good job of giving us a, you know, a very important match tonight, but I, come on, you're booking, you're telling us the next time we're going to see a tag title or the the match for the tag titles, This the relevance of this match, the speed that's going on now, this is going to propel us two months from now. I think they could do a little bit better as far as making some of that stuff happen a little bit quicker. I respect the fact that you're booking to make your pay-per-views feel important, but when you're booking you know, one, two, three pay-per-views in advance, that's a little bit out there. And again, to Luger's point tonight, too, you know, they go ahead and they book these matches, and winners are going to be the number one contenders. There's, uh, It's like a bottleneck of number one contenders waiting for a shot at the yeah. title that they just keep on yeah. ignoring. Yeah. Steve McMichael was supposed to fight Conan to a no contest. Kevin Green came out of the, uh, the crowd through security a few times to get a couple shots in. Kevin Green, your favorite guy. They go back to the ring, and Conan's laid out by somebody who attacked him over the back with a broom. You're led to assume that it was humorous or humorous. The match never got started. It's a no contest. And Nick Patrick, knowing where the cameras are, because we don't have an answer yet, all right, camera on Nick and go, it's going to be a no contest. And he leans right into the camera. Corny as hell. The only way I'm interested in this is if we find out that it's Conan who has attacked himself with the bird. Um, they continue to pump up and promote tonight that we will see Hogan wrestling Lex Luger before the top of the hour, at the end of hour one. This is a ratings grab. I don't know what was going on today. They're trying to compete with NBA basketball or, you know, what's going on here. But uh, they made sure to let us know that this is going to happen. And out of nowhere, folks, here it comes. It's Bischoff and it's Hogan. They're coming down for an interview. They tell us J.J. Dillon, of course, to bite him. Uh, there's also some inconsistency, Matthew. Have you noticed that the announcers will refer to him as James J. Dillon? Mean Gene calls him J.J. Then they said, James, this is how it works. Eric yep. calls him J.J. There's no consistency there. Still a great show, folks. We're just nitpicking right now. Hogan says that Luger needs to start working out to wrestle him tonight, and Hogan believes that Luger could never beat him. Well, obviously, here comes Luger. Fifth contest, Luger defeats the WCW World Heavyweight Champion Hulk Hogan in a non-title match, getting him to tap out to the rack. After the match, the entire NWO filled the ring. Matthew, thoughts on the segment? 
Uh, I thought it was fantastic. It felt very important to get this in the top in the first hour. And this is, you know, you had the NWA beat down at the end, but let's not forget. I mean, Luger made the the WCW champion tap out. That is significant. It is significant after the match. <laughs> it's just, it was kind of corny, but it's still funny at the same time. Bischoff and Hogan laying down the ring talking to the camera. You know why I feel bad for her? That camera is not down there by itself. That means there's a man laying on the mat where a bunch of guys just got done getting sweaty. <laughs> I, I guess. Very true. After the uh, commercial break to come back, and Mean Gene is in the ring with James J. 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 Dillon. <laughs> I don't even know what to call him. Now, he said that because Albert Bell got fined $5,000 by Major League Baseball, and we find Randy Savage last week $50,000 for his move. Here comes the Macho Man. He goes, oh, yeah, brother, I got $100,000. Yeah, 50 for last week, and I'm a 50 for this week, brother. Yeah. Well, DDP runs in, stands in a ring, and says, one, you come get some right now. And they go. This time they literally go. Savage, DDP at ringside going at it, trading punches. Doug Dillinger trying to get in between. This is hot, and this is heavy. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, the, the main event's probably supposed to be the Outsiders versus Flair and Piper. I want to see DDP as Savage again. Matthew. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. This feud is fantastic, and I really like this. This aggressive heel mean streak Savage that's kind of doing his own thing. He's not, he, you know, it's pretty much him and Elizabeth with this DDP feud. It's not really lumped into the whole NWO deal. And Savage is coming off, I mean, he's still got the, the whole cowardly heel stuff occasionally, but Savage is coming off pretty strong. Jeff Jarrett defeats WCW United States Champion Dean Malenko to win the belt. A title change tonight. Your new United States Champion, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Matthew. And he, he won the attack via submission, correct? Wow. Submission I mean, Jarrett win? brings Malenko back to the ring with a superplex, and then Eddie Guerrero shows up through the crowd and leaps off the top rope to hit Malenko with the frog splash. Guerrero doesn't look to be injured anymore, folks. Jarrett gets up, puts the figure four on Malenko and Malenko forced to actually tap out. That's significant. That's somebody, that's somebody you don't see submit very often, if ever. And I think this is probably Jared's biggest win in WCW. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, Gene in a ring with Jimmy Hart and the face of the fear. Now, Jimmy has a surprise for Chris Benoit. Uh, Jimmy Hart induces Benoit's third and final step, Kevin Sullivan. Uh, Sullivan says he's at home again. Sullivan thanks the people that are home with him. Sullivan calls out Benoit to have a fight, and Sullivan doesn't want Mang or Barbarian to touch Benoit. Benoit comes out, and they begin to trade right hands. Benoit gets the upper hand and tells Miss Jackie. Miss Jacqueline gets on Benoit's back, and Mang gets the tongue and death grip on Benoit. Benoit beaten down until Nitro heads to commercial. Uh, he must have finished painting the entire barn because it looked like <laughs> Sullivan was done. Matthew? Yeah, the, the only thing is, the problem I had with this was, wasn't this supposed to be his third step to Sullivan? Weren't these steps right. to get to Sullivan? How is Sullivan the third step to get to him? He's not a step. Right. It's like, we'll go on three. One, two, three, and go? Or is it one, two, three? <laughs> if you learn anything from Lethal Weapon, that's that's what, how yeah. you do it. One, two, and then three. Not third step. It's step one, two, and three. And then, oh, there's Sullivan at the end. <sighs> but main event time 
And again, that's maybe just one of the flaws in the booking. By far still, though, one of the best measures we've seen in a long time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, main event, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair defeat the Outsiders by disqualification. Uh, all four men brawling with Flair working hall. Piper going after Nash in the opposite corners. Uh, six uh, gets in the way. Flair chopping six down in the corner until the referee calls for the bell. Six gets uh, officially interfered in the match. So after the match, obviously, they're being down by the outsiders in six. Um, you know, Kevin Green runs down after Mongo. The Steiner brothers and Harlem Heater once again brawling in the Iowa. Here comes Glacier and getting beat up by Rath and Morses. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Uh, getting out of hand, obviously. Is Now here comes the cruiserweights. We have a Pier 6 brawl going on at the end of the show here. Uh, Sullivan faces the fear return of beatdown Benoit. The fans are waiting for Sting, waiting for Sting. Savage running down the ring to beat up Flair. Well, guess what? Here comes DDP. He stumps away on Savage. DDP, you know, goes after Savage. Hogan comes down and hits both DDP and Flair with the title belt. Finally, Sting comes down from the rafters with a baseball bat, hands one over to DDP to keep the NWO away. He whacks Nash and Norton with a bat. Sting hooks DDP up the harness while hitting Bagwell with a baseball bat. Sting and DDP lifted into the rafters as the show closes. Holy smokes, Batman. Yeah, that was uh, it was a very, very well done brawl. They timed it right, just right to get the right pops and that finish uh, with both of those guys going up in the rafters is one of the most cinematic things I think I've ever seen in wrestling. It might have been unbelievable. It was it was more than I could have expected out of it. It it was it was incredible, folks. That was WCW Nitro. That is the go home for the Great American Bash this Sunday. Live and on pay-per-view. We will have the breakdown for you next week right here on PWR Reaction. So, for Matthew Thomas, I'm the man that called me dead. Thanks for stopping by. So long, everyone.